When we read through the Gospels, the Gospels being Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels. The Gospels of Jesus Christ. You're, you're, you're going to see Jesus asking questions to his disciples, to his followers, time and time and time again. He, he asks questions, pointed questions, uh, specific questions to them. And you can barely read many conversations at all before you see Jesus uh, pointing or throwing a question back at those who are asking questions even of him. And in fact, he asks, asks over a hundred recorded questions that you can look at and you can count throughout the Gospels. So today, for, for those of you who may be in the middle of a trial, who may be going through some things, may have some questions in your life, there's, there's a kind of a storm going on possibly in your life. We're going to see Jesus ask the question of his disciples, why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? So we're going to Mark chapter number 4, and I'll give you a little context, a little setting of, of that scripture right there. You're going to see Jesus uh, was actually right before this, this that we're going to talk about. He was, he was teaching uh, his followers. He was teaching a crowd uh, that had come and showed up to hear him from a boat. He was up in the boat, and possibly the boat pulled up to the shore, and he was just kind of using that boat there for a platform so, so others could see him better and possibly hear him, uh, hear him better. And lots of people gathered around there listening uh, to the teachings of Jesus Christ. And, and he says to his disciples there, he says, let's go to the other side. Let's leave this crowd right here, and let's go to the other side of the sea and, and the boat uh, uh, the boat of here of course was his pulpit was his platform that he was teaching from and in that same boat is getting ready to become a an illustration for the teaching uh, to his uh, disciples so with that in mind let's dive into mark chapter 4 verse number 35 through 41 and we'll read we'll read uh, uh, at least 35 through through 37 right here and and then you know what let's go ahead and stand to our feet and read in in honor of the word of the Lord and and maybe you can read along with me here if we if we begin at 35 uh, I'll go ahead and read 35 the odd verses you join in with me and read the even ones that day when everything when evening came he said to his disciples let's go over to the other side kind of what I just described next verse everyone together in unison it's important to be in unity leaving the crowd behind in verse 37 here's here's where it gets interesting 37 a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Big old, huge, hurricane-like, tornado-like storm comes and brews out of nowhere. And it's like the, the entire boat is, is swamped there. And, and, and I don't know about you, but uh, I've, I've never been in a boat that I feared was getting ready to go down. I, I, I don't know what that experience would be like. I've never been in a boat and 
Thank God I've taken a couple cruises, that, or a few cruises, and I've never had the fear that, man, this boat could sink at any time now. And, and so I don't really know, know what they were going through, and, 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 but I do know that if something like that was to happen, I, w- I would be a little bit fearful. I would, I would be a little bit afraid. Now, I have been in, in airplanes where, where some mighty turbulence was hitting, and and uh, you think, oh my, what's what's going on here? And 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 I've been in them so bad where where people went, and you'll know what I'm talking about. They went from cussing one moment to praying in the next. <laughs> oh, whatever. God help us. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? And uh, you know, just fear, fear, and 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 that's kind of where these people are at. And 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 these disciples here. So this is the type of situation that they're in. They think this is the end. They think this is this is the final straw here. This is massive panic. We're going to drown. That's the way they're thinking. So if you continue on there in verse in verse number 38, everybody together, Jesus was in the stern. Jesus is there. He's doing what? He's sleeping. They're going through it. They're they're on their on their last, you know, nerve and thread and think that they're drowning, they're going to die, and Jesus is sleeping. And they say, Teacher, teacher, don't you care? Don't you care? We're getting ready to drown. You're with us. You're going to drown too. Verse 39, he got up, he rebukes the wind, the waves, said to him, Quiet, peace, be still. And then the wind died down and was completely calm. Next verse, everybody. That's the question. Here, there it is. Why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? Don't you have any faith? What What's going on here, guys? I'm on the boat. You've seen me do great things. This isn't This isn't the start of us walking together. This isn't the start of your relationship with Him. Why are you losing it here? Don't you still have faith? And the disciples then, in verse 41, are terrified, and they asked each other, "Who is this? Even the winds and the waves, even nature obeys Him." God bless you. You may be seated why are you so afraid what I discovered through reading is and studying about this the Sea of Galilee is about 680 feet below sea level and it's surrounded by mountains kind of in a bowl and uh, so according to experts I'm not an expert on this but the experts say that this is the perfect place for a storm to brew up out of nowhere. It's very common for storms to explode into the Sea of Galilee with very little warning at all. And, and, and kind of like the weather here in Texas. Somebody say amen. Out of nowhere, there can be you know, a change of, of circumstances, a change of the way it is around here. I heard someone say, if you don't like the weather right now, stick around. It will it will change. But when I was small, I don't know about you guys, and I've, I've talked about this quite a bit. When I was small, I was, I, I was fearful of storms and fearful of, of, of most likely it was the thunder, the clapping of the thunder that would, would probably terrify. And maybe some of your children, maybe some of you still, the, the clapping of the thunder as a youngster is kind of scary, 
scary stuff. And thunder never hurt anyone, to my knowledge, but, but I was scared to death of it. And fear, folks, we've talked about before, is learned. Fear is, is learned, passed from an experience, possibly taught by someone constantly telling them about something, or, or it could be even like thunder. There's no apparent reason other than possibly being startled by the noise, most likely, but yet there's a fear there. And at some point, me personally, I grew out of that. Maybe I got older. Maybe, maybe it was, was just something that I realized that nothing ever happened, that it's just this loud noise and such, and, 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 and then and, and, and there. So, so there it is. It's, it's, it's kind of like that. And what's interesting is, is as you go through life, sometimes life can be so good and, and, and so normal. And, and then out of nowhere, out of nowhere, using, using it as a metaphor, some storm begins to blow into your life. And a storm comes seemingly out of nowhere. It, it, it could be you're having the best sale month of your career. And, and then you find out your company is laying people off. And, and because you're the newest one on the team, you realize that your number is probably coming up. And, and out of nowhere, things were great. And then, boom, this, uh, this spiritual storm begins to set in. And you could be out of a job or or it could be possibly that your your marriage is better than it's ever been and you think man it's finally smooth sailing and things are going going good and as you, your spouse goes to the doctor to get a, a routine checkup and suddenly you've you you come back with this horrible news and it just comes out of nowhere and you feel like the rug has been pulled out from under you and you don't even know that if you're going to to make it. You don't even know how uh, how you're going to continue on uh, or possibly it you think that your child uh, is finally doing good. You prayed so much and, and you worked with your child so hard. You think okay, they're finally on the right track. And then you find out the truth. And suddenly when your child is making bad decisions, it doesn't matter what else in, in life is going well. Everything zeroes in on that and you find that you're in the middle of a storm. In fact, church people are sometimes the best at hiding the storms that they're in. Some right now, you, you look totally fine, but behind your smile and behind the facade, you're in the middle of a storm. And maybe nobody else knows about it. Nobody else knows what's going on. Nobody else knows what you're afraid of. In fact, I've seen times where people are jealous of, of, of other people, what's going on. And, and how their life seemingly is blessed. Man, I, I wish I had their life. I, I wish I lived in their house. I wish I had that car. And you're thinking, man, I can barely keep my head above water. And nobody even knows the private storm that you are going through. Sometimes people look on and say, man, I, I wish I had a marriage like that. I mean, they seem to get along so good. And, and you're thinking, you have no idea. You can fake it on the outside, but on the inside, man, you're barely hanging on by a thread. 
Sometimes, man, you look, you look good on the outside and, and, and nobody else knows uh, that you go to sleep at night afraid and worried about how you're going to make it and worried about what's going to take place next week. And you feel all alone and cry yourself to sleep at times. And even though you're blessed in all different ways, you think there's no way I can keep going at this pace. And so you put on a smile, and yet on the inside you're in a storm, and nobody else knows about it. It could be a big one. It could be a small one. It could be in the life of someone near you that you love. But how many of us could say that, that right now you or somebody else close to you, right now you or someone else close to you are in the middle of a storm? Anybody? 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 You or someone else close to you? Not near as many as what I would think. Hallelujah. You or someone else close to you are in the middle of a storm right now. So many of us often in our lives are in the middle of things that, that we just didn't see coming and would never have chosen for ourselves. Would have never have chosen that path had we known that before we started there was a storm out there. So today from this story, as Jesus asks this piercing question, I want to look at two things to remember and embrace when you're in the midst of the storm. The first one, and I hope this is good news to you, you are not alone. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are not alone. You are not alone. You are in the storm with his presence. God's presence is with you in the midst of your storm. You're in the storm with the presence of our great God. Verse 37 and verse 38 of this scripture here. And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat in the ship so that it was now full. But we see in verse number 38 that Jesus, where was Jesus? He was there asleep. He was in the hinder parts of the ship uh, asleep uh, on a pillow. He had taken his, his break and was napping there in the midst of the storm. Jesus was there. Jesus was on the boat. Here's what happens so often, though. I, I, I believe a lot of people think, okay, wait a minute. If, if I'm with Jesus, then, then there shouldn't be a storm. If Jesus is in my life, then, then there shouldn't be storms. It, it should be sunny, sunny days, not a cloud in the sky, and everything just be, be calm and nice. I, I gave my life to God. It, it should be smooth sailing from here on for the rest of my life. And I need to tell you that that, that is not. True. In fact, Jesus said that in this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus never promised that if you come to Him, life will always be easy and it'll be storm free. When you step onto the side of the light, suddenly darkness is against you. Suddenly there's an adversary that will fight against you and you'll face. 
face opposition and you'll face temptation and there'll be spiritual warfare and to think Jesus said I'm with you nothing should go wrong is a distortion of the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ just because God is with you does not mean that you won't be in the midst of storms in your life in fact God never ever promised you just because Jesus is on the boat that the storm will never rock you he never promised that what he promises is is that the storm will never sink you the storm will never sink you as long as Jesus is in the boat you're not going under It'll never sink you because God is for you. God is with you. And there's nothing that can take you out of the presence of God. Jesus was in the stern. He was there in the hinder parts of the boat. He was in the boat. And that, folks, is a total game changer. You're not there by yourself. You're not doing this alone. Jesus is in the boat. In fact, let me share with you this really interesting article that it it talked about uh, older people. It, it said that older people actually live longer if there's something else uh, living in their house. Something else that is alive uh, living uh, in their house. Uh, you live longer when there's something else living uh, in the house. Anything at all, the article said. It, it can be an old, ugly, deaf guy that doesn't even talk back to you. Just as long as there's something living uh, in the uh, the house. It can be a cute dog. It can be a little lap dog. It can be a big ugly dog. It can be anything as long as there's something else living in the house. It can be a goldfish. Some researchers claim that it can even be certain kind of cats if you can believe that. <laughs> That's a joke guys. But what I know is that older people live longer when there's something living inside the house and every now and then you're going to be in the middle of a storm and, and and it can really get bad and it can seem like it's really 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 bad at times and people are going to look on and say how are you getting through that how are you able to cope with that how are you enduring this how come your world is falling apart and yet you're not falling apart how come everything seems to be going wrong and yet you still have this quiet confidence about yourself why is it that you still have peace in the middle of the storm and what you're going to be able to tell them is because there's someone living in my house because I am not alone you see there's something inside of me and it's not just life but it is the author of life it's not just something but it's God's presence it's God's power God he is with me Jesus is in the boat Jesus is in my house and because he is with me, I can sense his strength. I can sense his presence. I can sense his power. I can sense his comfort. Because he is with me. He is in the boat with me. And just because I'm in a storm doesn't mean that he's not with me. He's with me even in the presence of the storm. Hear me. Never let the presence of a storm cause you to doubt 
the presence of God. Never let the presence of a storm cause you to doubt the presence of God in your life. Don't, don't, don't ever let the presence of a storm cause, uh, cause that doubt saying God's not with me. God's not for me. No, uh, Jesus is right there in the middle of that boat. Uh, he was with them even though they was in the midst of the storm. You need to personalize scripture. Take Psalms 46 and 1. Personalize it. God is my refuge. Uh, God is my strength. Uh, he is my ever-present help. Help in the time of trouble. He is with me in the storm. Personalize Hebrews 13 and verse 5. Never will my God leave me. Never will my God forsake me. He is with me. He is with me. Personalize Psalms 23. Even though I walk through, I'm not, I'm not living there. I'm not staying there. I'm walking through it. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil why for you you are with me thou art with me my God is with me come on everybody put your hands together and clap to the Lord he never promised that the storm wouldn't rock you he promised that the storm wouldn't sink you it may rock you, but it won't sink you. You see, he's in my house. He, he's on the boat, and I'm not in the middle of this storm by myself. And I pray that you find comfort no matter what you're going through, that you are in the storm with his presence. You are not alone. So first thing, you're in the storm with his presence. And then the second thing today, you're in the storm for his purpose. You're in the storm for his purpose. Think about it. Jesus said, it wasn't the disciples that said it. They weren't the ones that made the decision to do this. Jesus is the one that said, let's get in the boat and go to the other side. We're going to go to the other side, guys. Why was he taking them to the other side? Well, Jesus was God in flesh. He knew on the other side there was a guy there that they would find that's, that's hurting himself. Someone that's living in the tombs. And though they chained him up, he would break the chains. And he was causing injury to himself. He was possessed with devils. And Jesus was taking the disciples to the other side. And Jesus was going to speak healing into this demoniac's life. Jesus, knowing all things knew that there would be a storm that blows up in the midst of this sea. He knew that he was taking the disciples on the boat, not just into, but through. Did you get that? Not just going into a storm, but they're not going to stop when they get in it, and they're going to pass through it. Not just into, but through a storm. Whose idea was it? It was Jesus' idea. They were going off of Jesus. 
Jesus' word. Uh, who knew that they'd be going into a storm before they even started. So from that line of logic, uh, we can say they were not in the storm uh, because they were outside of the will of God. Uh, they were not outside of the will of God uh, going into this storm, uh, but rather they were in God's will. They were following the words of Jesus uh, that took them directly into a storm. Now, some of you are going to say, oh, so what you're telling me is that God caused the storm. I can't tell you that God caused the storm or that God allowed the storm, but I can tell you that God always uses the storm to do a work inside of us. He will always use the storm to do a work inside of us. In fact, I believe that's why James could say, in the first chapter of the book titled by his name, verse 2 through 4, consider it joy. Count it all joy. Consider it pure joy. My dear brothers, move with the state of worship within your soul. So full of joy. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. When you face trials of many kinds, you rejoice in the midst of these storms. Why? James says in verse 3, because you know that the testing of your faith... Now, some of you right now, you're in the midst of a test of your faith. And a good teacher, why does a good teacher give you a test? They give you a test so they can promote you to the next level. So that they can promote you to the next subject. So that they can promote you to the next grade. Seeing that you are ready for it. Seeing that you know the material to pass you. At the end of the year, you take a final exam. If you you pass, you move on to that next level. And God, in his love, may be just possibly allowing you to experience something, even a testing of your faith, promoting you to another level in him, something living inside of you. James says, let perseverance finish its work, in verse 4, so that you may be mature and complete, Lacking nothing. He's saying, you know what, this test that comes, this storm that comes, uh, it's going to produce some maturity in your life. Uh, it'll produce some maturity. It'll help you to grow up, uh, to grow up a little bit. You're going to learn something from it. The reality is, uh, is that we all need some maturing uh, in our faith. Uh, and in the storm, God is often doing something in us uh, and teaching us something uh, in the middle of the storm that we could not have learned and would not have learned any other way. Did he cause it? Did he allow it? I don't know, but I do know that he is going to use it. Somebody put your hands together and clap to the Lord. When in the middle of a storm, you've got to know that Jesus is with you in the boat. I have no fear of how because my faith is not in what's in my bank account. My faith is not in the boat or the ability of the boat to be able to float in the water. The ability of the boat to be able to take on water. The ability of the sails to push me push me through it to my course. My faith is in the one who's in the boat and that changes everything. 
Don't place my faith in the boat. I place my faith in the one that's inside of the boat. The disciples had not yet gotten there. And so they're panicking. They're afraid. They're panicking. and They've been in storms before. They knew what it was like. And they're scared to death here. Jesus, we're going to drown. Wake up, Jesus. Don't you care? We're getting ready to drown. Wake up. And what does Jesus do? I love this. Verse 39. Jesus gets up. He rebukes the wind. He calms the waves. And what this actually looks like, I've I've talked before about the the Greek word used there when he says, peace be still. It's actually like talking to a little baby. You know, when you, you've got a lot, several of you have had kids and several of you or a, a couple of you in the house are getting ready in, in days and even weeks to another one to enter into your home. And when these little kids, these little babies, you know, sometimes they just cry and they just cry. A lot of times it's easy stuff. And you're, I remember when we had the first one, Caitlin. Caitlin seemed like she cried more than any of them. <laughs> and, maybe, you know, it's a couple things. Maybe number one, new parents don't know how to do it. Maybe number two, she was just a crybaby. <laughs> no, no, I'm teasing. You know, they have, they have stuff with their, their stomachs and, and, and different things. And I remember her, she, she used to cry at a certain time every single day. It was like between 5 and 7 o'clock every day. You know, you're carrying them, you're holding them, you're shh, you're bouncing them, and you're, you're walking back and forth and pacing them and, and stuff. I think it was colic, do they call it? Anybody? Come on, moms, you with me? Yeah, you know what I'm talking. It's been so long. But, you know, you, you're trying to deal with that, and you're shh, shush, shush. The Greek word there when Jesus comes to, to calm the, the waves, when he says, peace be still, it's like, shh. Anybody ever put your finger over your mouth to your kids, your kids across the room? Anybody, let me see your hands, have you ever done that? There's some, there's some. What's that mean? Shut your mouth. <laughs> right? <laughs> Or is it just, shh. We don't know how Jesus did it. Waves, stop. Or if he just did this number. If he just come out and stood, put his hand and did like this, who knows? But I do know he had control over the winds and the waves. He got out of sleep. Oh, boy, you guys waking me up from my nap. Come up there. Well, are you kidding me? I'm in the boat, guys. Waves, wind, shh. And everything was calm. Everything ceased. He gets up, he rebukes the winds, the waves, it's completely calm. And then Jesus looks to his disciples and he said, Why are you guys so afraid? Why are you so afraid here? Don't you remember me opening blinded eyes? Don't you remember me healing deaf ears? Don't you remember that I am the author of life? Am I with you? Am I here in the boat with you? Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? He goes on to say. They were terrified and they asked each other, Who is this? Even the winds and the waves Obey him. 
and notice what, what happens next. Uh, notice when, they, when they're waking him up. Teacher, teacher, NIV says, teacher, teacher, don't you care? Carest thou not? Don't you care that we're drowning here? Teacher, teacher. And at this point, Jesus, possibly just their teacher. At this point, yes, he's teaching me. I'm, I'm, I'm following him, his, his word. He's teaching me. But what did they call him later? Lord! Lord, here's what happened. The fear of the storm started to grow into a holy, reverential fear of the Lord. Whoa, who is this? This is amazing. The fear of what might happen to them transferred into a reverential fear, unholy, an all-filled fear of the Lord. God, you're so great. God, you're so capable. Lord, you're with me. You're with me and you've got control over all of these things. Even the winds and the waves obey you. You're able. So a lot of you right now, right now, right here presently, you're in a storm. And if you're a follower of Jesus, I'm going to ask you, why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten all you've experienced? Have you forgotten all that you've seen? Have you forgotten all that he's done for you in the past? Why are you so afraid? God is for you. You're in the storm, but the presence of God is with you. He's here for you. He's with you, working in all things to bring about good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. You're in the storm with his presence, and you're in the storm for his purpose. So why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? Why, why don't you think he's going to do anything about this? Why wouldn't you think that he's going to save you just like he has every other time? Why wouldn't you think? Why are you so afraid And as you get to know him and as he matures, as you, as you mature and you grow through some storms and through some life experiences, here's what happens. In the middle of the storm, you can be afraid because the boat's like getting ready to sink and you think it's going to go under. But suddenly, your hope is no longer in the boat. Your hope is no longer that this boat is what's keeping me afloat. Your hope is that the Lord is with you and your soul is anchored in Jesus Christ and he's with you. He's never left you. He's never forsaken you. And that changes everything. That changes everything. You see, I might have used to be afraid when I was smaller, when I was immature. I might have been afraid when that crackle of thunder would cross through and penetrate through my ears. Might have startled me. Might have made me jump a little bit. But my hope is no longer in the boat. My soul is now anchored in the Lord Jesus because he is in my boat. He is in my house. He is first in my life. He dwells within me. He is with me. He is for me. And if God be for us, who can be against us? 
Therefore, he has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Why are you so afraid when Jesus is in the boat with you? Why are you so afraid when it's Jesus that said, come on, let us go to the other side. He's with you. He's with you. His presence is with you. And he has purpose for you.